Good evening. My name is Sarah Morant with the Government of Alberta, and I'll be your host tonight for this telephone town hall. Tonight I am joined by Colin Blair, Executive Director of the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Peter Tufik, Officer in Charge of Community Safety and Wellbeing Branch for the Alberta RCMP, and Dave Brown, Director of Environmental Health in the Central Zone with Alberta Health Services. In addition, I'm supported tonight by colleagues from many different departments across the government of Alberta, including the Department of Health, Municipal Affairs, Education, Agriculture and Irrigation, Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, Indigenous Relations, environment and protected areas, and mental health and addiction. Before we hear from our speaker, let me start by explaining how this town hall will work. Right now, Albertans whose communities have been affected by the wildfires are connecting to this call and will soon have a chance to ask questions. You can get in line to ask your question right now or any time during the call by pressing star three on your keypad and you will be routed to an operator who will ask your name and community. We ask that you try to keep your question brief because we have many people on the line tonight. I will be reading each of your questions out loud in order to ensure that our speakers can address as many questions as possible. Now, before I welcome our speaker to share a few words, I'll just take one more moment to remind everyone of three important pieces of information. To learn more about the supports available for evacuees and the wildfire status, visit alberta.ca slash emergency or call 310-4455. As well, if you or someone in your community is seeking mental health support, we encourage you to call 211 at any time to find resources. Now, I would like to welcome my colleague, Colin Blair, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, to share some opening remarks. Colin, please go ahead. Thanks. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us for tonight's Telephone Town Hall. We know this is a really difficult time for many of you, and I hope this platform helps you get the information you need. Tonight, I'm joined by representatives from across the Alberta government, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Before we get to your questions, I'll start with a few reminders about the resources available to you and how best to access them. We encourage everyone who has evacuated to register with your local municipality or online with the Alberta government at emergencyregistration.alberta.ca. Registering makes it easier for us to connect you with the resources that you need and to give you local updates on your community. We recognize this is an incredibly difficult situation and financial help is available. If you've had to leave your primary residence for seven days or more due to an evacuation order, you are eligible for an emergency evacuation payment. Secondary residents and recreational properties are not eligible. These one-time payments can help ease the costs of being away from home and pay for accommodations, food, and other necessities. Applying online at alberta.ca slash emergency is the best way to get these payments with funds sent by e-transfer 
within 24 hours. However, if you are unable to receive an e-transfer, you can visit one of 16 Alberta support offices or reception centers in, the Edmonton, in Edmonton or Calgary to get a prepaid debit card. If you need additional emergency support, you can also call 310-4455, which is staffed 24-7. I encourage all evacuees who are eligible to apply for evacu evacuation payments as soon as possible. The wildfire situation in the province remains volatile. We recognize how difficult the situation is, particularly for those who have evacuated or may need to evacuate in the coming days, or for Albertans who have experienced damage to their property. The safety of Albertans and the protection of their property continues to be our top priority. Alberta continues to be under a provincial state of emergency. The fire danger is very high to extreme in Northern Alberta and high to very high along the Eastern slopes of the Rockies. There are currently 22 states of local emergency, five banned council resolutions, and an estimated 10,623 Albertans who are evacuated at this time. There are 14 reception centers open for affected areas, and the total number of evacuation orders now stands at 17. All Albertans who are evacuating are encouraged to register either at their nearest reception center or online at emergencyregistration.alberta.ca. We know that Albertans understandably have many questions. I want to remind you that there are a number of places you can go to get accurate, up-to-date information. Alberta.ca slash emergency is a good source of information on a variety of wildfire-related topics, such as evacuation and financial supports, the latest evacuation orders, and information on community re-entry. Anyone living in a community that's on evacuation alert should take steps to prepare to leave their home with little to no warning. We appreciate this can be a very daunting prospect, but with a few prudent actions, you can help evacuate quickly and safely and make your return home easier. The wildfire situation can change quickly. We're seeing hot and dry condition, and there's no such thing as being too prepared. We've compiled a comprehensive, a comprehensive list of resources to help you at alberta.ca slash be prepared. The website, once again, is alberta.ca slash be prepared. Thank you for joining the call this evening, and we're pleased to be available to answer your questions and connect you to resources. Please continue to follow updates on the wildfire situation across the province. And stay safe. Thanks so much, Colin. And for those of us who are just joining, again, my name is Sarah Morant with the Government of Alberta. I am the host for tonight's town hall. And if you would like to ask a question and join this conversation, you can do so by pressing star three right now or anytime, or submit a question through the online portal for those who are listening on the web. Tonight, I'm joined by Colin Blair, Executive Director from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Peter Tufik, Officer in Charge of Community Safety and Wellbeing Branch for the Alberta RCMP, and Dave Brown, Director of Environmental Health in the Central Zone with Alberta Health Services. In addition, I am supported tonight by colleagues from many departments in the government of Alberta, including health, 
municipal affairs, education, agriculture and irrigation, jobs economy and northern development, indigenous relations, environment and protected areas, and mental health and addiction. Tonight we're talking about the changing wildfire situation with the communities who've been affected by evacuation. If you have a question right now or anytime, we encourage you to join the conversation by pressing star three. Now let's go ahead and get to our first question of the evening. This one was submitted online from Tom and I will have Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire respond. Tom says, are there any new firefighters coming to Alberta? So Christy, please go ahead. Good evening, Tom. Uh, I'm, uh, I've been talking a little bit over the last few days about some of the, the ways we bring in extra help to, uh, to help us uh, with this extraordinary wildfire season that we're having right now in the province. And uh, we have at the moment 1,112 uh, firefighters and support staff here all the way from Alaska to New Brunswick from all over North America. And we are able to bring in extra resources because of our agreement with the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre, as well as other agreements that we have in place, uh, like the Northwest Compact, which is an agreement with, with northern uh, states and provinces. So we have a lot of resources at our disposal. And one of the benefits of these agreements is that we can make sure that the firefighters that we're bringing in have the right training and they know our procedures and they have equipment that would meet our standards here in Alberta. So uh, we certainly have been making use of this from very, very early on in the firefight. And uh, we do have some incoming as well. We have 13 firefighters arriving from the States tomorrow. In the next few days, we have 80 uh, from another 80 from the United States. So as, as this fight goes on, it has lasted quite a while. Um, and it is something that uh, firefighters can't uh, keep working every day forever. We need to bring them in for certain amounts of time and give them a chance to refresh. So and when we're bringing in resources, we do know there's a limited time and they have to go back to their home countries or provinces. And we have a chance to just bring in more on a consistent basis. So we're planning ahead uh, in order to make sure that we can have the people here on the ground when we need them. And they're coming in all of the time. So. So with that, more than 1,000 that are here right now, uh, there may be a, a few going home, but there are certainly more coming in. And even if the um, wildfire situation in Western Canada does heat up with some of uh, the other provinces and they're unable to send additional help, we do have agreements further afield if we need them and across the United States. So uh, bringing in resources is something that we are working on very closely every day just to ensure we have enough boots on the ground here in Alberta to deal with this extraordinary season. Thanks so much, Christy. Our next question comes from Mildred in Swan Hills. And Mildred says, is there looting and are there buildings still standing? Um, so I will have Pierre Tufik with the RCMP please start and perhaps we'll see if Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency can also provide a response for the second half. Peter, please go ahead. Yes, thanks. Thank you for your question. Um, what I can tell you is that crime in evacuated communities remain low um, and that the R Alberta RCMP have both the tools and the tactics in place to keep evacuated communities safe. 
It's, it's natural for property owners to feel uneasy about leaving their property and their belongings behind. And the Alberta RCMP is committed to keeping evacuated communities safe and secure. We continue to employ a number of strategies to keep evacuated communities safe. These strategies include officers controlling access into the evacuated communities, roving patrols, quick response teams, and investigative teams. And we're also leveraging technology through drones, static cameras, bait vehicles, and these tools allow us to quickly direct our resources on the ground wherever we detect suspicious activity. From our data and intelligence, we know who the priority offenders are in these areas and those, those people that are creating the greatest harm in our communities. And our crime reduction units are proactively targeting these offenders with a goal to apprehend them or disrupt their criminal activity. As part of the RCMP policing contract, we're able to access RCMP resources from across the country seamlessly to assist us in an emergency like this. And with the support of the government of Alberta, we have 21 resources from British Columbia that arrived earlier this week to assist us in our response. Bringing in additional RCMP officers from the other provinces helps us to ensure the safety and security of all the communities we police. Whether it's through frontline resources on the ground, the use of technology, or the proactive work of some of our crime reduction units, we're committed to keeping your communities safe. And although uh, reported crime is low in the evacuated areas, we are detecting criminal activity and we're making arrests. Uh, some examples are yesterday, our crime reduction unit uh, teams in Peace River made three arrests on priority offenders. And our drones were able to detect a suspicious male on the ground and our ground teams were able to locate that person, respond, make an arrest and recover property. Thanks so much, Peter. And before I have my colleague Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency go ahead, I just wanted to recognize that I made an omission in Mildred's question, and the full question states this. I was evacuated from Swan Hills on Tuesday. When will we be able to go back? Is there looting, and are the buildings still standing? So we heard from Peter Tufik with RCMP about the looting, and I'll have Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency please respond to the other questions. Thank you. Hi, Mildred. With respect to return to home and buildings still standing, at this point in time, the, uh, the fire is uh, encroaching on the, the town. It hasn't reached the town, so buildings are still standing. With respect to returning home, the incident command post that's been established by the town is in, in contact with the Provincial Emergency Coordination Centre, and their first priority is the protection of the town, uh, life safety, the first responders. And as the wildfire conditions uh, move to a state of being under control, which we don't know when that's going to happen, but when that does happen, uh, I anticipate the town will be able to start to turn its attention to utilities and re-entry. So I ask you to be patient, uh, pay attention to information that's coming from the town of Swan Hills, as well as information that's provided on the alberta.ca slash emergency site to be up to date on, uh, on what's happening with the situation. Thank you for your questions. Thanks, Colin. And if you would like to join the conversation by asking a question to any of the experts on tonight's call, you can do so right now or at any time by pressing star three and you'll be entered into the queue to join our conversation. If you're listening online, you can enter a question in the online portal at any time. The next question comes from Tanner in Edson and Tanner says, 
Who makes the decision for education? Which schools are closed? Um, public schools are closed down. Catholic and Christian schools remain open. So I'll have my colleague, Kindy Joseph, in the Department of Education, please go ahead. Thank you, Tanner, for that question. Um, with respect to um, decisions made at a school division level or an individual school level, um, on uh, the decisions are made uh, by the local school board um, and a superintendent in terms of keeping schools open, and those would be based on um, whatever is happening in that uh, specific scenario. So it may be due to things like, um, you know, the perhaps the air quality smoke um, and the the specific facility itself. Um, it could be related to staffing. Um, you know, perhaps uh, they don't have enough staff back or to ensure that they have appropriate um, instruction or safety for the students as a result. So um, those decisions to, to answer your question are made locally uh, by the school division. Um, and I do note that you indicated that the um, public schools are, are closed and the Catholic and Christian schools are open. Um, again, those decisions would be made locally. The, the um, uh, Department of Education uh, essentially defers to whatever is happening on the ground that the the local authority would be more aware of than the department. I hope that answers your question, Tanner. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kindy. And for anyone who's just joining the call and wants to ask a question, you can do so by pressing star three on your phone and you'll be entered into the queue to have your question read out loud. The next one was submitted from Floyd in Northern Alberta. And Floyd says, Will there be additional benefits for Indigenous with respiratory or mental health problems? So I'll have my colleague, Tara White, with mental health and addiction, please start. And then we will see if Karen Phillips with Alberta Health has more to contribute to the response. So Tara, please go ahead. Hi, Floyd. Thank you very much for your question. Um, we recognize that many Indigenous communities are being impacted by the wildfires right now, and that mental health supports are needed both now and, uh, and into the future. The provincial government is working very closely with Indigenous Service Canada and Alberta Health Services to ensure that supports are available for Indigenous individuals both now and as we move into a recovery phase in the future. Communities currently are identifying and requesting resources and appropriate supports are being sent to communities um, as we're able to. Currently, individuals can also call, individuals who are in the north and southern parts of Alberta can also call the Indigenous Support Line for support. That's through Alberta Health Services. The number is 1-844-944-4744. So again, that's Indigenous Support Line. And the number is 1-844-944-4744. And I'll now turn it over to Karen regarding your question about respiratory support. 
Well, thanks for that, Tara. Um, seeing from my colleague, Karen, that the response was completely wholesome. So we're going to move on to our very next question, which was submitted online by Lisa. And Lisa says, if I do find out that my house has damage from the fire, will this impact my insurance? Will the premiums go up? So I'll have Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Please go ahead. Thank you very much for the question. This is a common question that we hear from people, if they may have damage, how it will impact. It's not an easy question to answer because everyone's situation is going to be different. First of all, I want you to rest assured that while you're temporarily evacuated, your home and vehicle insurance is still in place. It's still in full force and effect. So if you do get home, and experience some damage to your home or your vehicle, I encourage you to start that claims process right away. The insurance industry is well capitalized for these events. This is what we're here for. This is what we're prepared for. And the wildfire event in Alberta will not automatically increase everyone's claims. There's a lot of factors that go into your premiums. The type of insurance that you have, your claims history, the types of coverage or extra endorsements that you may have as well. If you do have a claim, you start that process and I would encourage you to reach out to your insurance representative, the person that you purchased the insurance policy from, to understand if you do make a claim, how this could impact your specific policy that was tailored for your circumstance. And as a reminder, in Alberta, there's about 145 different insurance companies that offer a variety of home, auto, and business insurance. So if you do experience coverages or a claim or your premiums are going up, there are options available to you. Speak to your insurance rep to understand what can be done to help reduce your premiums or when it's time to renew, you can shop around and ask for quotes from different companies to make sure that you're getting the coverage that you need at the price that you can afford. Thank you for the question. Thanks for that, Rob. And if you are just joining us or haven't had a chance yet to ask a question, you can do so by pressing star three on your phone and be routed to one of our operators and join the conversation. The next question comes from Tracy in Edson. And Tracy asks, what is the status of the fire in Edson today? So I'll have Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire. Please go ahead. Good evening, Tracy. Uh, well, on many of the fires uh, across the province, particularly in those areas where you may have uh, awoken up to quite a bit of smoke, um, we have seen less uh, wildfire activity. Uh, when we have um, smoke cover like this, it can remove some of the heat from the fire, and it, uh, it can mean that we will have less activity on the fire. So we, we did witness that uh, today on, uh, on the Pembina complex, which is the complex that's near the town of Edson. Uh, to our, uh, we were we were paying close attention, obviously, and uh, being able to fight on the ground. Although the smoke makes it harder to fight in the air, uh, so there was uh, uh, unable to uh, 
fly our air tankers, but uh, and there was limited ability to fly or fly helicopters. But they are still able to fight fire on the ground. Uh, no major um, movement on that fire. We do have an incident management team in place there, of course, firefighters, and they're able to work with heavy equipment um, even through the smoke. So work continues on that fire. It is still technically classified as out of control. Uh, there has been some growth on uh, two of the fires that are part of that complex, but not towards any buildings or infrastructure. They were moving towards themselves. So it would just be area between the fire without any infrastructure there uh, in the way. So there was a bit of um, increased activity uh, yesterday evening on the fire, but uh, nothing major noticed today. Uh, it has been fairly calm so far. So uh, on one of the fires, the crews were successful in tying their containment line into uh, the Brazo Reservoir. And that's something we do quite a lot when we're fighting fire is we're building these fire guards um, removing the what the fire would use as fuel to move it closer to uh, town or community and tying it into some of the natural fire breaks like a reservoir, a lake or a river, uh, something that would be more likely to stop the movement of a fire. So uh, we use these natural breaks in combination with some of our own firefighting techniques in building uh, fire breaks and that will help steer uh, the fire and help protect communities. Thanks for that, Christy. And our next question is submitted from Chris in Peace River. And Chris says, my job in Peace River has been affected by all of this. And will there be any help for people like me who can't work because of this? So I'll have my colleague Scott Beebe with Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development. Please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Chris, for your question. Anyone that is unable to work due to an evacuation order is encouraged to file an employment insurance claim with Service Canada. And Service Canada has a special stream set up specifically to expedite applications in situations like this. Also encourage you to apply for the Government of Alberta's emergency evacuation payment if you have in fact been evacuated. You can also call 310-4455 and ask for the Income Support Contact Center for more information. Thank you again, Chris, and sorry to hear about this situation for you. Thanks, Scott. And I do see several people who have just joined the call, so I would like to remind you, if you've just joined, you can ask a question right now or anytime for the rest of this meeting by pressing star three on your phone. And if you're listening online, you can submit a question into that online portal at any point during our dialogue. The next question was submitted from Daniel online. And Daniel says, with the smoke, how can we protect ourselves? Should we be wearing masks? And I'll have Karen Phillip with Alberta Health. Please go ahead. Yes, thank you for your question, Daniel. Um, we're all aware of the wildfire smoke we're experiencing right now. And as you know, wildfire smoke is a mixture of gases, particles, and water vapor. Particulates matter, particularly the fine particulate matter, which is our main public health concern when we are facing wildfire smoke. So like other air quality issues, a multi-layered approach is recommended to reduce the health effects of this wildfire smoke. Personal protective equipment like respirators, for example, the N95, the KN95, 
uh, or P100, may be used to reduce exposure to wildfire smoke, but they're, they are most effective when used as part of a multi-layered approach. Other important layers include staying indoors with the doors and windows closed as long as the temperatures remain comfortable, cleaning indoor air, and minimizing your outdoor activities. Dust masks and medical masks, also referred to as disposable masks or surgical masks, do not offer protection against the particles or gases in wildfire smoke, as they may, do not fit tightly and or seal tightly around the face as properly fitted respirators do. Respirators are effective for filtering those fine particulate matters as small as 0.3 millimeters, but they do not protect the user from the gases in the wildfire smoke. Proper fit and use are critical for respirators to provide the level of protection expected. If you use them, you should follow the manufacturer's instructions for use, including performing a seal check to determine that you have a proper fit. For those people who are at increased risk of adverse effects from wildfire smoke, such as those with heart or lung problems or older adults, you should consult with your healthcare professional uh, before using a respirator or using a respirator because they can make breathing more difficult. Um, I hope that answers your question, Daniel, and thank you very much. Thanks, Karen. The next question was also submitted through the online portal, and this comes from Colleen. Colleen says, I have treatments and appointments scheduled. What should I do? So we'll have Dave Brown with Alberta Health Services. Please go ahead. Thanks, uh, Colleen, for the question. Um, if, uh, uh, I'm sorry, is, is, is it uh, didn't bring the health card or is it the one with the treatments? Sorry, Dave, I can go ahead and repeat Colleen's question. I know we have a lot of different ones tonight. Colleen says, I have treatments and appointments scheduled. Um, what should I do? Thank you, uh, Colleen. All appointments with laboratory services, mental health or public health in evacuated communities are postponed at this time. Clients will be contacted directly by Alberta Health Services to be rescheduled as soon as possible. Uh, we appreciate everyone being patient with our teams as we work to get everyone the care they need and as quickly as possible. If you are a patient who is expected for assessment or treatment um, for a cancer diagnosis in an evacuated area, please call the Cancer Centre transition team toll-free at 1-888-432-8865. Our team will work with you to ensure your assessment or treatment remains as uninterrupted as possible during this difficult time. Thanks. And thanks again, Dave, for that. Um, the next question that is, that is in the queue is from Patricia, also submitted online. And Patricia says, I evacuated and I didn't bring my Alberta health card. Can I still access healthcare? What can I do? So I'll go back to Dave Brown again for a response to Patricia's question. Thanks, Patricia. Uh, of course, Alberta Health Services has uh, contingency plans for when somebody doesn't present their Alberta health care card. Um, when you go into a hospital, if you've got some government I, uh, issued ID, such as a driver's license or passport or a firearms acquisition card, 
those were are perfectly uh, acceptable means of identifying someone. Um, and we will be able to find you in, in our systems and find your Alberta health card number um, uh, when you come in. Replacement health cards are also available at no cost. Please phone 780-427-1432 and dial the 310-0000 first. Your Alberta personal health care card number will be mailed to you to, at that temporary address should you identify one. Alberta Health Services has health supports through the evacuation centers and can help evacuee, evacuees connect with local care, prescription refills, and virtual services. Thanks. Thanks so much, Dave. And for anyone who has just joined or hasn't had a chance to have their question answered yes and would like to do so, you can press star three right now to join our conversation. The next question was submitted by Jack online. And Jack says, what highways are currently closed up north? Where can I get info? I'll have Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. Please reply. Good evening, Jack. There are two highways that are closed right now in the forest protection area. The first one is Highway 33, and that's closed south from Highway 2 at Canuso to Highway 32 at Swan Hills. That's due to, to the wildfire. The other is Highway 43 from Little Smoky to Fox Creek. All lanes in both directions are closed. I would recommend that you either go to the alberta511.ca webpage to find up-to-date information on the highway situation in Alberta, or if you have a mobile phone, uh, download the 511 application. It provides up-to-date information, and uh, I particularly like the fact that it also lets you know what roadways are, are reduced visibility due to smoke. I hope that helps, Jack. Thanks. Thanks, Colin. The next question was submitted in the online portal from Irene. And Irene says, I was evacuated this week and I may not be able to stay at this evac center because I have medical conditions. What can I do? So I'll have my colleague Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services. Please go ahead. Well, looks like we don't have Brad right in this moment, but that's okay. We will come back Sorry, to your Sarah. question. Oh, there we are. Um, so, Brad, please uh, please go ahead for Irene's question about being in the evacuation center and not feeling um, okay to stay due to a medical condition. Great. Thank you, Sarah. Um, wonderful question, as there may be other people in similar situations. Uh, the staff at the Reception Center can work with Alberta Sports and Community Services to find you alternate uh, and appropriate accommodations, whether it be for medical needs or uh, size of family or other reasons. Uh, so uh, first off, feel free to visit one of our staff at the Seniors Community Social Services staff that are there, or please don't hesitate to call us at 310-4455. That's 310-4455. And please ask for emergency accommodations. The team works 24-7 and will be able to find you appropriate accommodations, uh, whether it be a hotel, 
uh, or working with our colleagues in Alberta Health Services to find an appropriate continuing care facility. Open to your question, and thanks for your patience as I found the mute button. Thanks, Brad. Um, the next question submitted is from Kevin, and Kevin says, I had a new job lined up and now it's been canceled because of this fire. I've also been evacuated now. Will there be any compensation or help for people like me? So I'll have my colleague Scott Beebe with Jobs, Economy and Northern Development. Please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Kevin, for your question. And I appreciate the situation that you're in is a difficult one. Employees who are unable to work due to an evacuation order are encouraged to file an insurance employment insurance claim with Service Canada. And Service Canada has a special stream set up to expedite claims like this. Also, I would encourage you to apply for the Government of Alberta's emergency evacuation payment. You can call 310-4455 and ask for the income support contact center. Thank you again, Kevin. And thank you very much for that, Scott. Our next question comes in from Donna, and Donna says, can my kids go to school if, we're on, if, if we are evacuated? My son is in grade 12, and I'm worried about him falling behind. And so I'll have my colleague, Kindy Joseph, with the Department of Education, please go ahead. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for, for the question, and Donna as well. Um, what I can uh, assure you of, Donna, is that we are supporting schools um, in terms of supporting students and with respect to any learning that they may have missed. There are many tools that are available to schools, and we've learned a lot about some of them during the pandemic. Um, your son, you mentioned, is in grade 12, um, and if you're not aware, diploma exams will be automatically exempt for students if they've missed 10 or more school days due to the wildfires. So um, if that's the case for your son, you should be aware of that. Um, if he does still wish to write his diploma exams in uh, June, he can certainly do so, or in August. If um, your son elects not to write the diploma exams and he has met that 10 day or more missed during the wildfires, uh, your son's class mark will be 100% of his final grade. And what he will see on his transcript is a notation that he's been exempted from writing the diploma exam. We are working very closely with school authorities uh, to make sure we have a complete list of all impacted students. But if you're not sure, you should contact the school to just to make sure that he's on the list. Um, with respect to learning while you're evacuated, um, we have encouraged other school authorities. So depending on where you've been evacuated to, you may want to contact the school authority or a school authority in that area. Um, and they would be willing to enroll your son um, in classes uh, while you are evacuated. And school authorities have uh, indicated that they will do so for any students that are evacuated or impacted um, by, the, uh, by the fires. I would encourage you to keep in contact with your school. Um, they will have the most up-to-date information for you. Um, and uh, I, I do uh, wish your son all the best um, and uh, know that if there are other things that he, he needs support on, that the school will be providing those supports. So thank you very much. Thanks for that, Kindy, and 
For anyone who does want to ask a question, um, you can do so by pressing star three right now on your phone, like many of you are doing, or if you're listening online by submitting a question through the online portal. The next question comes from our online portal and it's from Irene. And Irene says, is the military still here to help out with the fires? I'll have Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire. Please go ahead. Good evening, Irene. Uh, yes, uh, we still have uh, 300 members of the Canadian Armed Forces here, and, and they are working on fires uh, across the province. Uh, we have them in um, Fox Creek and, uh, and Drayton Valley, and there was, um, there was a team in the Grand Prairie area assisting the county there, and they have been redeployed. Uh, with the status of that fire, uh, they've been re redeployed to the Peavine area. We also are expecting another 100 members of the Canadian Armed Forces to come and assist with basic firefighting duties. And what they're doing is they are uh, they are helping us with uh, what we call mop up, which is going through and uh, looking for hot spots and helping to do that work on the ground that is actually going to put out the fires, uh, and that is sort of um, digging up um, um, digging up some uh, places that where the embers are burning hot, where you can see flame on the ground, and ensuring that they're properly extinguished. So it's very important work, and it is something that uh, we are going to need uh, help with in the long term to actually put these fires out. Thanks, Christy. Um, another question that was submitted in the online portal comes from Laura, and Laura says, I was planning to be outdoors this weekend. How do I know if it's going to be safe with this current smoke in the air? So I'll have my colleague Travis Ripley with Environment and Protected Areas. Please go ahead. Hi, Laura. Um, I know that this is a weekend many of us look forward to getting outdoors each year for sure. I want to share that we have 70 permanent air quality monitoring stations across the province and several additional mobile units currently situated at, at key locations. These units collect information on particle matter on an ongoing hourly basis and up-to-date information is publicly available. I would ask you to please visit <clears throat> our website airquality.alberta.ca where you can find information on current air quality health index and special air quality statements and advisories. In addition, the air quality health indices provided information, provides information on risks associated with different levels of air quality, and it can suggest some of the steps you could take to reduce your exposure. Thanks, Laura, for the question. Thanks, Travis, for that. Our next question is from Judy, and Judy says, this fire is really scary for my children. Are there any mental health supports available at these evacuation centers? And I'll have my colleague, Tara White, with Mental Health and Addiction, please go ahead. Hi, Judy, thank you very much for your question. I certainly appreciate that this situation is scary for your child and for many other children and adults. It's important that anyone who is feeling scared or anxious or worried reach out for help wherever they are. Within evacuation centers, there are mental health and wellness supports available. So I'd encourage you to ask a volunteer at your center how to access those services. There's some other options available as well. One is you could support your daughter to call or your child to call the kids help phone. 
at 1-800-668-6868. That's 1-800-668-6868 so that they can talk to somebody about how they are feeling. You can also call 211 to learn about other supports that may be available in the community that you're currently in. Um, and another resource that's available for virtual counseling is Counseling Alberta. They can be accessed at 1-833-827-4230. That's 1-833-827-4230. Again, 211 will be able to point you to supports, including Counseling Alberta. Thank you very much for your question. Thanks for that, Tara. And there's about 15 minutes left together. And if you haven't had a chance to submit a question and you would like to do so for any one of our experts that are part of this conversation tonight, you can do so by entering it in the online portal or by pressing star three on your phone at any time. The next question is submitted by Michael and he says, I've seen photos of damaged vehicles. Will our auto insurance cover the cost if our vehicles were, are damaged? Um, and I'll have Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, please go ahead. Hi, Michael. I can appreciate that you feel uneasy when you're away from home and away from your vehicle. I wanna reassure you and everyone else that's listening that your insurance policy for your home and your vehicle remains in full force and effect while you're temporarily evacuated. Your insurance policy for your vehicle, if you purchase optional comprehensive or all perils coverage, then you have coverage for any fire or smoke damage that could happen to your vehicle. So once you're able to safely return, if you do have damage to your vehicle, to reach out to your insurance representative right away and start that process. Your insurance company is there to help you when you have damage to your vehicle. Thanks for the question, Michael. Thanks, Rob, for that. The next question is submitted from Joanne in Entwistle, and Joanne says, what is the status of the fires around Evansburg and Entwistle? Are we likely to be evacuated a third time? And I'll have my colleague, um, Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire, please go ahead. Thank you, good evening, Joanne. Um, as we've seen with some of the other fires in the province today, uh, because of the heavy smoke cover, the fire behavior has been minimal. So in those cases, we don't tend to see a lot of growth or significant movement in the fire. Um, we do have uh, still have an incident management team uh, from the U.S. in command there. We have crews, uh, firefighters, helicopters, and heavy equipment all continue to work on that fire. Uh, one of the tools our firefighters have been using is ignition operations, and that is in a very controlled way to uh, to strategically um, burn a small section of uh, grass 
uh, that could be used by fuel of, uh, as fuel to, to bring the fire towards the community. So it is one of the ways we reinforce a fire guard. And basically what we want to do is, is remove everything the fire can eat around the community so that it's, it's uh, broken from moving uh, forward. So we have been successful in, in completing ignition operations on the, on the west flank of the fire in order to protect some of the structures that are there. Um, uh, we advise uh, municipalities with the best information that we can give them in order for them to make uh, the best decisions about when it's safe uh, for the community to come home or or to not uh, be in the community uh, anymore. So certainly that is the responsibility of the of the municipality there, but we provide them with the best information we can so that they can make good decisions. Conditions can always change and it's best to stay vigilant, but certainly uh, this is a, a complex that we are still um, you know, heavily invested in and, and investing uh, resources there to help bring this fire under control. Thanks for that, Christy. The next question is from Chad, who's listening online. Chad says, I evacuated without my ID or my passport. What should I do? So I'll have my colleague Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead. Hi, Chad. Uh, sorry to hear about that. Since you've evacuated without your identification, um, Alberta is allowing people to get their driver's license, ID, or birth certificates free of charge until June 29th. So if you can visit a registry agent, uh, it's probably good to bring someone along with you that can vouch, you know, that you've known for more than a year who can vouch for you. Uh, but I would recommend that uh, you go on to the alberta.ca slash emergency site um, under replace ID cards. You'll find that information. There's a link to locations near you. If you're not able to get access to the internet, then you can always call the 310-4455 number. I hope that information helps and good luck getting your identification. Thanks. Thanks for that, Colin. The next question comes in from Jen, and Jen says, do we have enough RCMP to keep all of these evacuated communities safe? So I'll have Peter Tufik with the Alberta RCMP. Please go ahead. Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, I just want to assure you we have the policing resources to keep all our communities safe through this emergency. We have trained staff that coordinate our resources through the Alberta RCMP Emergency Operations Center. We work closely with the Alberta, uh, other Alberta emergency management agencies to monitor the situation as it unfolds. And we strategically deploy our police resources where they're most needed. And we're able to shift those resources we have on the ground rapidly to respond to evolving situations. We have police officers throughout the province who are not in frontline operations day to day. In emergencies like this one, we're able to draw on those resources and deploy them where they're most needed. And I can share with you that to date, we've deployed close to 400 employees from the Alberta RCMP and coordinated the deployment of more than 100 resources from other enforcement, uh, other law enforcement partner agencies. Um, we've been supported by the government of Alberta in our request to bring in additional RCMP officers from other provinces. And this really helps us ensure the safety and security of all the communities that the RCMP police, not just the evacuated communities. Thanks so much, Peter. And the next question here is from Chris. And Chris says, are there any supports for business owners 
who had to evacuate? And where do I get this information? I'll have my colleague Scott Beebe with Jobs Economy and Northern Development please respond. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Chris, for the question. We understand that getting back to business as soon as possible is important for business owners and the communities that they serve. It's in a situation like this, that insurance is the first line of support for businesses after a disaster. And most business insurance policies cover fire damage. So I would encourage any business owner to speak with their insurance broker or insurance representative to determine what coverages are available to them. We are also connecting with local chambers and business associations, regional economic development alliances and municipalities in the areas that were evacuated to determine the impacts of the wildfires on businesses and are assessing what additional supports may be needed to assist those affected by the situation. I would also encourage any business owners to check out BizConnect. This is the government program that provides wayfinding services to assist business owners in navigating services and supports that are available through the government and partner organizations. BizConnect can be reached at alberta.ca slash BizConnect, B-I-Z-C-O-N-N-E-C-T. Our partner organization, BusinessLink, also provides free advice to business owners and referrals to other business supports, and they can be reached at 1-800-272-9675. Thank you again for your question, Chris. And thanks for that, Scott. I'm going to see if Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada has anything additional to share with Chris. Rob, please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah. And Chris, I just want to remind you that many business insurance policies also have business interruption or business income loss coverage. This is optional coverage, but it could be triggered once your community has been evacuated. So if you're not able to operate because of the evacuation, as Scott mentioned earlier, reach out to your insurance representative to have that conversation, to understand the coverage that you have and also if it will apply in this specific circumstance. Chris, thanks for the question. Thanks for that, Rob. And um, the next question that we have that came through our online portal tonight is from Carol. And Carol says, we haven't been evacuated yet, but I'm worried I want, won't know which evacuation center to go to. How will I know this? So I'll have Colin Blair with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency. Please go ahead. Hi, Carol. Thank you very much for the question. I would recommend that you keep a quick link to the alberta.ca Alberta Emergency Alert site and also download the Alberta Emergency Alert app onto your, your iPhone or Android. Uh, within, the, within that, if you've got a moment, you can have a look at some of the others that have gone out. Uh, but all of the emergency alerts will provide uh, very important information. Uh, it'll include the area of the alert, a description, as well as detailed instructions about those who are affected, where they are to evacuate to, uh, what routes they're to take, where the, uh, where the reception center is, and other important details like that. There will also be links to additional information, including important websites such as alberta.ca slash be prepared and the community's website too. 
So take some time to have a look at that and download the app. Thanks for your question. Thanks for that, Colin. And this question was submitted from James. And James says, how are we making sure there aren't more wildfires started this weekend? And I will have Christy Tucker with Alberta Wildfire. Please go ahead. Good evening, James. Well, I, I wish it was possible to guarantee we didn't have a single new wildfire start uh, in Alberta over the weekend. Uh, certainly one of the causes of wildfire is, is lightning and there's not much we can do about that, but we do have lightning sensors throughout the province and we do investigate when we know there's been a lightning strike to ensure that if there is a, a fire started, it doesn't grow to be uh, a huge size. Uh, but one of the things we can also um, uh, make a change in is human behavior, because most of our wildfires are caused by people, unfortunately, and, and not intentionally most of the time. It's, it's things like abandoned campfires or off-highway vehicles that get too hot and drop uh, dried grass or, or um, hot, uh, heat up some of the vegetation that, that gets stuck on them and, and starts a fire that way. So there are a lot of different ways that people cause fires. So uh, we ha we can take steps to reduce some of those human-caused fires, and, and that's what we've done by putting on a fire ban across the forest protection area and an off-highway vehicle restriction. And many of the municipalities outside of the forest protection area, and of course the parks as well, have, have followed suit, and they can see what the conditions are like. Nobody wants to add any wildfires to the landscape at this point. Um, and, uh, and it's sort of been a unified effort there. And of course, the request was made for people to avoid the specific areas of the province that were showing the most extreme wildfire danger uh, this weekend. And, and I, you know, I think uh, we have uh, seen um, progress and of course, between Friday morning and this morning, uh, we only had three new wildfire starts, which I think is, is a positive step, uh, considering the conditions that we were expecting um, leading into this weekend. So thank you for the question. I wish it was possible to guarantee we had no new wildfires starting, but we certainly are doing our best to reduce what we can. Thanks, Christy. And it looks like I've come to our final question of the night that was submitted from Nancy. And Nancy says, who can help me if I'm having challenges with an insurance claim? And I'll have Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Please go ahead. Hi, Nancy. And I'm sorry to hear that you're having some challenges with your insurance claim. The first step is opening up that communication and dialogue with your claims adjuster to understand what coverages you have and how your policy is responding to your specific circumstance. You can also reach out to your insurance representative, the person that you purchased the insurance policy from. They may be able to rephrase or better communicate the information as to what's happening with your specific claim. And depending on the challenges, there's many other options that are available to you. We do have information on our website at ibc.ca, outlining the common steps in the claims process and frequently asked questions. As well, I would encourage you to reach out to our Consumer Information Center. They can be reached by phone at 1-844-2-4-4. 
That phone number again is 1-844-227-5422. They'll be able to point you to additional resources and let you know the next steps and options that are available to you to be working through your challenges. Thank you for the question, Nancy. Thanks for that, Rob. And I would like to just say thank you to everyone for participating in the conversation this evening. And we hope that you are able to find all of the information you were looking for. If you're still looking for additional information about wildfires and evacuation supports, please visit alberta.ca slash emergency or call 310-4455. I would like to thank all of our experts across the government of Alberta and the partner organizations for joining in this conversation tonight. Specifically, thank you to Alberta Wildfire, Alberta Emergency Management Agency, the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Alberta Health Services, the RCMP, and colleagues from 10 different departments across the government of Alberta. We will be back again tomorrow on Sunday, May 21st from 7.30 until 8.30 p.m. If you did not have a chance to ask a question, we encourage you to participate again tomorrow and we will try our best to get to as many questions as possible. Thank you all again for joining us this evening. Stay safe and good night.